is a public service announcement. The episode that you are about to listen to is part of the annual Distraction Pieces podcast, Drunkcast. What is about to follow may be offensive, may be stupid, may... It's basically, it's us getting drunk, and please forgive us if we say anything horrific. All right, on with the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Traction Pieces podcast, episode 547. It's part four of the Drunk Cast. If you've made it this far, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you're looking forward to the new year. If you're listening to all of these in the new year, if you're binging them in one go, good luck to you. Yeah, this this doesn't need to be a, a, a long intro. You know the deal. If you've got money you want to throw at good merch, you go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com. You don't go to the Boxing Day sales. You go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com, who have their permanent cost of living sale on. You go to patreon.com forward slash screwiestpip. You go, man, I want to throw some money at these idiots. Or, I mean, only at me and, you know, the distraction pieces lot. Chris and Stu don't get a penny of this. I should mention, go to their Patreon, hardcore listing Patreon. And twitch.tv. Anyway, I'm shutting up. Let's get on with the episode. This is part four of the Drunk Cast. I beg your forgiveness. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Right, we're rolling. Uh, what's this, episode four? Yeah. Fucking l- l- lovely. So we're going to play Mr. and Mrs. in a bit. I've got Stu to write down his answers. So your answers are about Chris, right? Correct. So Chris has to answer for himself, and you have to, and we'll then see if they match up with okay. what you said. Okay. Um, but before that, I want to give No More Jockeys a go. Because okay. I played that at Christmas with my family last year, and it was fantastic. Okay. And I think it's better after a few drinks. So the way it works... Is for example, I will say Stu Whiffin, no more over fifties, and then you you can name anyone that that, that doesn't fall in that category. So to pick someone, what's well, under fifty? Yeah, anyone under fifty, and you have to pick a no more that's related to them. Leonardo DiCaprio, no more under twenty five. No more uh, under twenty five girls. <laughs> no, no, no. It has to be it has to be specific. So, what is DiCaprio? So it could be no more actors. Or no more Americans, or no more m- m- men. You're not given an instruction to Leonardo not DiCaprio. Just... Right. <laughs> you're, not telling, you're not saying, Leo, no more under 25 girls. So, oh, why am I, why am I struggling with this? Start with Chris. Or just, no, or just go with no, no, no more actors. No more actors. Let's go with that. Right. So you've said Le- so Leo you know, DiCaprio, no more right. actors. Under 50 and not an actor. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Mine's gone blank. <laughs> 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 Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. No more social influencers. No more social influencers. Okay. Okay. And that's a tough one, isn't it? Because we can challenge. If we feel someone's put someone forward that breaks the rules, then we can challenge. Right. The social influence is interesting because... Is is anyone that is can I get some clarification? Is no, anyone who No, because if you get it wrong, you're out. Is anyone who's should. famous a social influencer? No. If they're on socials no. and that. No. So I could say Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. no more sportsman. Wrong. 
Because you're a social influencer. <laughs> no, no, not having that. So, so you can challenge and clarify. You've got two challenges each. So I've gone for, for Conor McGregor. Yeah, okay. No more sports personalities. Let's say not sportsmen, sports personalities. So it could be male or female. Okay. Uh, so in which case I will go Dua Lipa, no more singers. No more singers, okay. Um, <laughs> Martin McCutcheon. <laughs> <laughs> so offensive to her singing career. <laughs> and her acting I, career. I know. And she's over 50. Complimentary to her age, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, thank you. Thank you, darling. I'm going to go with... I find this really... This game is boring as shit. <laughs> you play Risk, you dog cunt. <laughs> I'm shit with remembering things. That's the point. That's the point Mr. of it. Mrs. coming up soon. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, what is it so far? No more under 50. Well, we can't help you. Can't be under 50. Can't be an actor. Can't be a social influencer. Can't be a sportsman. Can't be a singer. Oh, I guess he's quite fun, isn't he? Yeah. (laughs) He's won over. Um, He's on board all of a sudden. Susie Gage. Mm -hmm. No more scientists. Interesting, interesting. Is Susie a social influencer? Sorry, you can find it. Dr. Dr. Susie Gage. Dr. Saucy George. Dr. Saucy George. Um, Okay, no more scientists. Okay, let's go. Can they be fictional? Yeah, they can be fictional. Mm. Or they could be... No, he's an actor. I was going to say Wellard the dog, but he's an actor, really. Rest easy, big fella. Well, in that case, as we're going down that route, Jason Reed of, of the Stop and Search podcast, no more podcasters. Tom Coles... Mm-hmm. No more mates. No more m- m- mates of ours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Greta Thunberg, no more environmentalists. She's a social influencer. Surely she's a social influencer. No, no she's not environmentalist. She's just on fucking, just on socials. She ble- yeah, exactly. <laughs> she blew up on socials, all of her influencing. No, she's an environmentalist, I would say, for anything. She's a social influencer. She's not. Oh, she is? She's I think she's a social influencer. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. big time. Are we giving him another chance or is he out? Let him have one more chance. Have one more chance. Oh, fucking hell, have one more chance, you, you cunt. Sure, I will. I'm happy to go out. Now, have one more chance. You're enjoying it so much. Are we done comedians? No, I was, was going to do comedians. No oh, that's who I was going to go for. Really, really? But, yeah, but I don't know if, if Helen has got a podcast. Has Helen got a she podcast? Has. She has. Chris is out. What? Has she got a podcast? Mm. There we go. Obviously, where Chris is going to trip up on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious hurdle for Chris. So that's Chris out. Oh, sorry, so now sorry, it's guys. now it's between me and Stu. So I will go with. Am I going to go for? A, I think I should go for a comedian. But every comedian's got a fucking podcast, haven't they? Now mm. I reckon he's over fifty. Yeah, you're trying to catch me out, mm. Amelia de Muldenberg from Oh yeah, Chicken okay. Shop Day, right? Right, hold on. I wouldn't say s- s- social influencer because she's a comedian. Yeah. She's doing comedy I stuff. Think, I'll be honest with you. Isn't an actor, isn't a singer. She's... Amelia de Maldenberg, no more. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? She's going to have a podcast, absolutely. You won't. She's not. I've not. R- R- I've, the, I've, the two times I've seen it has been in A-cast. Have you? Yeah. What's she doing in there? Well. <laughs> <laughs> If All I right, well, I mean, my finger's on the piece still. My finger's mm. on the piece, so I won't Maybe go with that one. Zumberg. So, I'm... <laughs> what do you mean, so? So. No, you fucked. 
you've gone fucked yourself. No, because you didn't l- l- let me f- me finish. You stopped before I'd done. Yeah, no, you you've got to say. Have you the Bonenberg top podcast episodes? Who are they? As a guest or as a presenter? It's as a guest, isn't it? You fucking dickhead. <laughs> Okay, you might you might have got away with that. Natasha Dimitri. No, that's an actor. Ooh, Ooh. Almost went for that. Ooh. Almost tripped up on that one. Ah. From the chicken shop, yeah. Nah, nah. Because he's made me it. unconfident. You said it though. I didn't because I didn't say. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Place. I didn't say the category. No, uh-huh. you say the name and the category, and then you're you've you've placed your piece. Like, right. I can say right. you, you said Marty McCutcheon. We didn't hold you to that. Yeah, but I, I said you with a cheeky little look on my face. Oh, it was the cheeky look. Yeah, right, cheeky sorry. Look. That came across on the podcast. Yeah, um, I'm going to, in that case... No, 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 no. Oh, I had some good ones there, and then I've, I've gone away from them. They've not worked you out. You push it, mate. I'll what? push you What's in a minute, you can. It's taking fucking, fucking ages. <laughs> All right. Prince Harry. No more royals. Jeffrey Dahmer, no more serial killers. How old was Jeffrey I mean, Dahmer? Well under 50. Was he all right? He's not now. Well, no, he's dead. So well, we haven't so said no more dead people. Yeah. So, so what did you go for? No more killers, was that? Yeah. I, think right I like it. I like it. That's a mm. good one. So I said no more ro- royals, didn't I? Mm. Oh, I don't know the name of Boris Johnson's kids. <laughs> Neither <laughs> do they. I'm going to do the comedians one now. Joe Lysett, no more comedians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get involved now. He can't challenge. He's out. What? I can't challenge. No. Uh, in which case, I'll go um, BB-8, no more sci-fi characters. <laughs> okay. And I'll accept that because he's not an actor. He's a character. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I didn't go for R2-D2 or C-3PO in case you challenged me on fucking Anthony Daniels being over 50. <laughs> okay. Right. What we are going for is... You said no more sci-fi characters. Harry Potter. That's not sci-fi, is it? That's like magic. Science fiction. That's more fancy. It falls in the fancy. I'm going to give you that. Thanks. Harry Potter... No more fictional characters. Fancy is a genre of sci-fi, so I'm calling that one. Thanks, It's not sci-fi. There's no science in it. Oh, the tension. I was going to say, is this the longest silence in podcasts? It's like a less painful version of you doing the fucking thingy one that we normally finish Oh, we'll be on. doing 20 questions at the end. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry about that. No, we haven't. I think we missed it on the last one. I'm going to go Riker. No more artists. Okay. I'm going to call you on that. And I think I've won. Because okay. I think we all consider Riker a mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you win. That's a good game, that. Yeah. It's a good game. I know Chris hated it, but that's just because he didn't win. No, you get better at it the more you you play. When we played it at Christmas, when my mum and dad started, they were terrible at it. And by the end... They weren't quite as terrible as <laughs> Um, Stu, where did you write your answers? The next page, but there's no text. Um, the, the folded page. The folded page. Okay. Right, Chris. Yeah. We are playing Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Right, question number one. Where did you first meet? 
I say she's me about me and him then. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. All right. Um, it would have to be um, walking up to him outside that nightclub. Outside Which the nightclub? Pink toothbrush. Stu wrote down the pink toothbrush. Yeah, That's yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Let's we give was, a little tick for one. Who? Yeah. Um, house music CD to an alternative. <laughs> Question number two. Never listen to it. <laughs> Who always has the last word in an argument? Oh, it's a tricky one. We don't really argue. Um, mm. I'd say I'm more vociferous. What's that she, mean? She's more, uh, more uh, that's part of the problem. <laughs> why, why you let me have the last word. <laughs> so I'd say you'd probably say I would because she's a bit more calmer than me. We don't tend to argue though. So okay. he's more, he's more, he's more evenly paced than me and probably not as desperate to get the last word in. So I'd probably say I would have the last okay, word. Okay, he said he would have the yeah, last word. Enough. So wrong there. It's a bit of a 50-50 one, that one, because we don't really argue. <laughs> when is your anniversary... Do you want me to be more specific on that? Because oh, he's I've gone got, specific. I've got, I've got that so wrong. I've got that so wrong. We're saying how long have you been doing the podcast right. for this one? When is your anniversary of what, the, the podcast? Month, no, year. how many years have you been doing the podcast? I don't fucking remember now. Um, <clears throat> right, so is it 2017 or 2018? That feels about right. After my last mental breakdown. So around then, during then. Um, what are we in now? 2023? Six years? Six years is what Stuart yes. said. I think he fears he's wrong, but fair For enough. The podcast, that's correct. But meeting, that was obviously a lot longer. Yeah. Where was your first date? So I guess we'd put that as the first well, we place you chose to hang out together. Where we chose to hang out together, to hang out. Not yeah, we chose, or, 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 or where you hung out together, not just handed him a CD. Where where did you first um, hang out together? It's define hang out more by the definition S- of what. Spend he's time together as two people who are interacting, talking, engaging. Like you didn't hang out together at the Pink Toothbrush, for example. So, and aside from other meetings. Yeah, like so when did you first hang meeting. out together? Uh, would have then been at the, the clubs, really. Mm-hmm. So don't you can't nod. Don't you, nod. You don't give clues. Oh, it? it's, a, it's a nervous twitch <laughs> that I've never seen. <laughs> what are the odds? If that Question number four. Well, what well, is then, Stu's well, nervous well, then, twitch? Well, then it would be. I guess the first one indeed was probably Lizards, right? Was the yep. first official one. And where so, was that? Well, the book club for fuck's sake. Book club. Okay, we did Lizards in a few places. What three words would Chris use to describe Stu? Three words I'd describe him. Yeah. I think you'll get one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lispy old man. Old's in there. There we go. Funny, nice, old. <laughs> <laughs> what am I giving I would, you? Like? I would describe him as that if I weren't trying to be offensive. Am I giving you a third when, for that, yeah. I guess? A third yeah, of a point? Enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I either get it or don't, but I should All right, get it. All right, you don't. No, if I get a point for that, I've had a drink. No, you don't get a point for that. If you're saying you get it or you don't, then you don't. I got an element of it. No, you didn't get it. Be a bit more aggressive, you'll get a point. I will get a great... Come on, man. All right, cool. Let's give you a cross for that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is his favourite food? This surprised Mm. me. Depends, doesn't it? Depends where he is. (laughs) No, not my food, you cunt. 
What, what do I think? Oh, sorry, that was really Like, what do I think your favourite food is? Nando's, yeah. I guess you would have. Oh, bollocks! Oh, oh, he should have. He said pizza. What's he doing? You're not you. You see, I thought it as what was your... Like, that's why I was surprised. I wouldn't have thought pizza would be your favourite because you seem nonplussed about it. Whatever he says, add one because the other one, this the old man. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Who is the best cook out of the two of you? Not just in life, in the world. Chris, yep, agrees. Um, what are you most likely to argue about? <laughs> Uploading things on time, but um, what else did it be? Is that your answer, or are you going with something else? But we argue about everything, Pip. So early on, you said when I asked who has the last word in an argument, you said we don't argue. <laughs> now, <laughs> just six questions on, we argue about everything. No, but not serious. Interesting, interesting no, serious, insight to your relationship. Like in terms of top five and stuff, we're always having a little bit of a backwards and forward but I wouldn't say they're like proper arguments it's more like fun ribbing isn't it is fun ribbing your, your chosen answer what are we most likely to argue about mm. you, you're you welcome to face the mic if you want to you don't have to literally turn your back on the microphone <laughs> oh I'm worried now that there's 20 questions still come <laughs> can I get a clue no what are you most likely to argue about? Oh, fucking hell, Chris. Uh, well, just a top five, I guess. A top five, right? No, I would have g- given you uploading the podcast late because it's diary. Yeah. Oh, come. <laughs> I asked several times if you want to go with that answer and you said no. Oh, okay. Who is the better driver? And this is in Stu's opinion. I'm not a particularly proficient driver. It's just that Stu's quite slow and nervous. Drives like an old man. Is an old man, to yeah. be fair. Picked you up. I probably... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Picked you up today, actually. probably say he is. He is, yep. He says him. In him fairness, him when you drive us to Drum Valley and back, you drive very sensibly. Thank you. So the question here is, what is your partner's favourite book? So I guess I ask what your favourite book is, and then we see if he guessed it right. He wouldn't have got the exact book, though, would he? That fat fucking thing you've been reading. Don't yeah. give clues. Well, that's what I'd say, is he doesn't know it, does he? He's just war, what? some Warhammer, some nerd shit. Warhammer shit is the exact <laughs> word. <laughs> Warhammer shit. One, two, three, it's four, amazing. five. Six out of ten. Seven out of ten. Because the other one, seven out of ten we got. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if me and Stu have got anything to talk about while you answer your... Okay. N- the, n- the, n- the naughty Mr. and Mrs. question. Oh, I like this. Again, I sexy. don't know. There's only some you're going to be able to answer. But... <laughs> well, you assume. <laughs> um, Stu, have you got anything you want to g- g- get into? Have you got any films or music that you've yeah, particularly enjoyed this yeah. year? Um, let's have a look. I've got my little list. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> songs uh, that have blown me away this, uh, this year. Um, uh, worn Out Buildings by 86 TVs. Uh, right, I don't know it at all. 86 TVs is Hugo, Felix and Will White, yes, formerly of the Maccabees. Yes, of course. Um, I do know it then. Got an episode with Hugo coming very soon on Off The Beaten Track. Uh, recorded that. It's a fucking great band. And uh, it's a little bit Arcade Fire, um, named after um, an I Am Clute song, um, mm-hmm. that when I first, very, very first met Hugo, we were discussing our love of um, I Am Clute. So yeah, love that. 
Um, beginning of the year track by Churchies called Over. I fucking love Churchies, and uh, that's an amazing pop record. Um, Tears Can Be Soft by Christine and the Queens. Um, fucking hell, I love that band. I've never g- g- got into Christine and the, Qu- the Queens. Yeah. Despite oh, really appreciating them, like the bits I've seen, I remember when they were first on one of the TV shows yeah. over here and everyone was like, wow, yeah, who's this? Yeah, and, yeah. But I've never yeah. really explored any further. Oh, oh they're amazing. <laughs> um, Film-wise, um, there's only been one film out this year that I've had any interest in that was miserable. That's The Old Oak. Directed Enjoy it? By Ken. Yeah, cool. I've not seen it. Uh, Ken Loach uh, mm. and Paul Laverty. Uh, a dynamic duo. Is there. it his most upbeat? I've heard it's quite a positive one overall. Like the trailer and that looks quite. I mean, kind of yeah, uplifting I mean, for for Ken Loach. Yeah, for Ken Loach, it's I'd, yeah, I'd say it's probably uh, on miserably. Uh, you know, if you had to score it on a miserable tip, I'd say maybe sort of six out of ten. Whereas mm. normally he's a pretty much a straight ten. Mm. Um, yeah, great film, and I don't know what, what else are we we're gonna. I, I want to hold him back. Go back on? on a few of these things. So. Christine and the Queens, I, yeah. I said, I remember seeing them on one of the TV shows. Yeah. Just, it was on Jules. It was got to be on Jules. Yeah, I'm just yeah, thinking, yeah. wow. There's been a few of them over the years for me. Are you Have you? Are you into to Future Islands? Yeah, I love Future Islands. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I'm recording with Sam from Future Islands on Friday. Oh, my God. Um, really ex- excited about it because their performance on Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, I think it was, yeah. they just kind of blew everyone away because they just didn't yeah. know what was going on. And Lemmy talks about it a lot. And yeah. a lot of his chat kind of, he's always quite quick to say, look, was to it be clear. Kimmel or was it Letterman? It's Kimmel. It's Kimmel. It's Kimmel. Right. No, it was, I think it was Letterman because I'm sure he's, I remember him afterwards saying, these guys, look it was, at that. It was yeah, it was Letterman, it was, 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I remember just being bl- blown away. And, and Lemmy talks about his excitement because he was like, I don't know what's happening here. Because yeah. there's points where you think this has got to be a joke. Yeah. And then, but it's such conviction. And the way I liken it is like some of my favourite actors, your Tom Hardy's, your Christian Bales, all of these, will do the most ridiculous voice for a character, but with such conviction that it's believable. And that's what makes it exciting. And that's kind of how I feel about that performance in particular, that it just took everyone off he transcends everything. A, he looks like a young Marlon Brando, yeah. like which is mesmerising in itself. Have you seen him acting? And like, I he made his no. acting debut in The Changeling oh, of, right. of this year on Apple. Really no. fucking good. He's fantastic. Really good show. But the dancing was... Chris would like it, actually. It's got a lot of kind of... Um, it's modern, but it's got a lot of kind of f- f- folk yeah. mythology, almost kind of um, yeah. Lovecraftian type stuff it's really interesting yeah it's amazing that performance and yeah. there's no re- it's, it's no surprise it went viral because it literally at some point you're almost barks in like a death metal style yeah uh, which is essentially their, their, their style he's like he's pretty much and sings so beautifully pop. yeah it's really... again where I've been preparing for this I don't know if he'll go for this at all but one of the things that has come to mind and you I don't know if you'll agree or not but for some reason Fine Young Cannibals I think the style of singing there's a there's a, a combination of kind of soul and, and like Roland Gift. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something in there. Again, they're not the same yeah. music, but there's something in the style of vocal delivery and the yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I like that. And there was a performance. The first thing, one of the earliest things I saw this year was. Shakira's performance on Jimmy Kimmel. I think that might be why. Kemmel's on my mind. Right. And I can't recommend it enough. It's right. it's with a producer called 
Berserp, I believe, B-Z-Z-R-P or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like music s- s- session 32 or something. But if you search Shakira yeah. on Kimmel, it's so good because number one, it's exciting because it's a Latin American song on American TV. All the lyrics are yeah. are, are are in, in Portuguese. Portuguese, isn't it? Yeah. Number two, the audience are all Portuguese, so they're all singing along and and getting so hype about it. And you watch it, and just as a performance, it's amazing. It's really, the energy is insane. Shakira smashes the shit shit out of it. And then you learn what the song's about. And it's all about her partner, who was Barcelona captain, uh, PK, was it? Um, Cheated on her and left her for... A, a, a younger a younger woman and it's kind of it's such a confident song all the lyrics are about kind of you kind of forgot who I am like you you left Shakira for someone yeah. <laughs> for, for someone else and it's performed with such it's not a sad breakup song it's it's performed with such confidence and you, yeah I became you know you, you, your wife I'm going to remind yeah, yeah, you who yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. I am and all the lyrics are kind of on that which you don't get initially. And as weird as it is, I kind of, the people I've told about it, I'm like, go and watch the performance, then go and watch the actual music video, which has the subtitles that tells you what the song's about, then go and watch the performance again, and just all the crowd just rapping along and singing along. Oh, check that It's out. fucking electric. I've watched it so many times, it gets me proper emotional, partly because, as I said, representation is always exciting yeah. and gets me emotional. And the fact that this is a primetime American show and it's the first kind of Latin American full kind of a performance and all that. But um, it's really when, fucking good. And, and I've, I've then gone on to watch how important that song has been in Latin America and there's so many right. videos online and we cry at crowds singing along. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. so many videos online of like full festivals in Brazil and Colombia and things like that where there's hundreds of thousands of people and this song's just come on. It's not even Shakira performing. This song's come on on everyone knows every yeah. single word and they're losing their shit and it's just, there's such a beautiful but, energy. There moments where like, someone does a performance on a show that transcends their career, not that Shakira's career needs to be transcended anywhere, yeah. it's, it's very, very well established, but that Future Islands performance and for me, seeing idols perform Samaritans on yeah. uh, Jules Holland, I was yeah. like, holy shit, what is this? Just that, let's just grab this moment. But Jules is the the British version of it. Well, it was, right, it was Christine guess. and the Queen's doing Tilted, I think, on, yeah. on Jules for the first time. I was like, fuck, what is I'm, this? I always remember Adele doing, I'm sure it was Daydreamer, was the first thing she did, and just her and an acoustic guitar. And I know from speaking yeah. to Richard Russell and Adele and all that at XL that there was pressure because it's Jules, particularly at that point. He's staggering out the door. Because at that point, there's pressure to... Add a band, yeah, add a yeah, full, yeah, yeah. add a full, because it's Jules, it's your big opportunity. Yeah. And they pushed back and said, no, just a Dell with a guitar yeah. is enough. And she was on, I think, directly. What Dell did they go for? <laughs> <laughs> Dell boy. Um, just David Jason with a guitar. <laughs> that would have been um, incredible. No income tax. <laughs> just slow. I'd um, love to hear Adele saying about Trevor Francis track suites on the Mickey Get the Bush. That'd be fucking great. Bush, 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 bush. Um, I think she went on after Macca. Right. And Macca was like in full Macca mode. Yeah. Like, thumbs up. What having, having a time. 
Maybe it was Hometown Glory, yeah. Yeah, yeah it might have been. It might have been Hometown Glory, yeah. And yeah, I love that shit. There's something yeah. electric about it. And when, as, as you said, when you have those performances that transcend all of it, do we have that with Jules still? I don't know if I'm just out of touch, but it doesn't feel like it's... Or what? Do we have it anywhere? I don't know. Music TV's disappearing, it's isn't it? It's like, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Every now and again you see something and it's like, wow, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm sure that's, that... Idol's performance was probably about six yeah. years ago now. Yeah, it's a good, like, it's a good modern shout, though. I'm going to have um, a piss and shut the door. Oh, God, you've got to have a week now, have you? You had one a minute ago, Grandad. I like your trainers, Stewie. They're, uh, they're about 12 years old. Really? I've had them since fucking hell. They might be older than that. I'd like to apologise to everyone listening for the amount of conversations going on off mic. <laughs> Casually in the background. Banal conversation. Have you got any music tips for this year? Any favourite songs? It's quite straightforward. Oh, yeah. Oh, you need to get Ed Gamble on hardcore listening because he's into all that. Oh, yes, but I mean, I know one band. Yeah, but you can have a big conversation about that one band. And I had a time on my fucking life, but that's it. That's all I know. I know nothing else. Georgia Smith. Little things has mm, yeah, proper blown me away this year. Yeah. Really good. You'd like it. Mm, um, I think I've heard it actually. Yes. Yeah, it's good shit. And Tyler, the creator, Dogtooth, have been again. I rarely get any new music these days. I'm such a fucking. Um, not cut, no, sorry. Kendrick Lamar's album, which might have been in the last 12 months. Was that this year or last year? Yeah, I well, thought it was great. I, I, I thought think, it was amazing. I, I think it was. Probably, I mean, maybe just after when we recorded, if I think about it. Kendrick Lamar. Let's have a little looky-looky. There it, it is. It was 2022, mate. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but don't try and argue it. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> just ready to defend it. No, it's the date it came out. <laughs> There's no argument here. Um, because we recorded in January, which is the annoying piece of shit. So, yeah, can't really defend it. Can't defend it at all. Stu. Yes. Naughty Mr. and Mrs. questions yes, that I got off dine.co.uk. Which part of your your body <laughs> does stew? No, so, so so you've answered this about you, right? Yeah. Which part of Chris's body do you love the most? It's the naughty section, by the way. You can't uh, give any clues. He's part one cock. <laughs> part use sausage. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I won't take the part use sausage. I'll take the answer. <laughs> Where's we'll the riskiest that. place that Chris has had sex? No, with with him. Oh, that you've had sex together. Okay. Uh, that you've had sex. Chris, uh, nightclub. No, Chris no, nightclub. me and you. Where would we have had sex if it was the riskiest place? <laughs> I answered it like it was what me and him have done together. Yeah, all right. You answered it. Oh, he you want, was mate. obviously right, though, if it was just me, obviously, in the corridor. Why are you making it even more difficult? If we had sex. Okay, you said had... a nightclub, so I'm crossing it out. That's your imagined sexist place. Right. Or, or do you want to go for another? No, he's, another he's, he's creating a, a fictional scenario in a fictional okay. place. I said Mondeo. <laughs> he said Mondeo. <laughs> what? Mate. So which one of you's the bride? That's you, right? Well, I've, I've I've written it out if it's not clear, right? Yeah, you've written both of you, but yes, the question but is, sure. what is the bride's bra size? Yeah, so it depends. Who's what do you bride. think Chris's bra what's size is, bra and what's, or what's what's your bra size? 
I don't, don't really, I don't understand bra sizes apart from 38 double D. Okay. And I, as much as my, my moves are pretty big, they're not that big, but I wouldn't know what really tiny little fucking Chris tits are called. I don't know. Have a guess then, mate. I don't know. Uh, a, 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 a 32A. Wrong, <laughs> was close. 33B. Oh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not far <laughs> off. And his guess for you? 38 double D. No. no I didn't. 44C. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question what is your what is your partner's favourite sex position so what do you think he thinks your favourite sex position what is no I what is your favourite sex yeah, position yeah, yeah. that's just it? the answer isn't it yeah yeah what's your favourite sex position mate honestly what do I think honestly what do I think it is no what, not what do you think what is your favourite oh, sex say, position yeah. yeah what do you what is your favourite sex position <laughs> Stu what's your favourite <laughs> sex position just say it man there's no wrong answers There's in, no mate. This is a safe space. Don't, don't, uh, no kink yeah. shaming. What is it when they ride you? What's that called? <laughs> Cowgirl. <laughs> Cowgirl. Cowgirl, yeah. Right. Cowgirl. Okay, no, he gets missionary. <laughs> I'm going missionary. I don't mean there's anything. I think missionary gets a terrible Oh, man. it's a great position. It's a good yeah. position. You, you pop a pillow under there. Everyone's having a lovely oh, time. Where are you putting a pillow? <laughs> Just under the <laughs> under hips. Their under oh. the hips or, or yeah. ass to raise, change the can, angle. You can do a really good thing on the G spot with that. Chris started to sh- uh, show us. Um, you literally right. use your hand and fingers. Next question. Which celebrity would Stu choose to join you two in a threesome? <laughs> Can you read my hand him? Not really, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not reading out the bit in brackets. <laughs> Crossing that out. That's not for broadcast. That's the truth. <laughs> Bjork. Bjork. Oh, I fucking thought to write Bjork. And what did you write? Alice Lowe, the comedian. Alice Lowe. Lowe. Is it Lowe or Levine? Alice, no, that's someone else. Isn't it? Alice Lowe, the comedian. She was in Garth Mooney's Dark Place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I worked with I, her recently. I honestly, honestly went to write Bjork. I'm glad you chose Alice Lowe that I've never once mentioned <laughs> uh, in uh, I the, think the... you have done. I'll have you. She was great. She was she was great in that. What's the film where she's pregnant? Prevenge. Amazing in that. Really I good. Thought, I thought she's a bit of you. Yeah. I mean, I mean she's she's, she's very attractive, but um, I've never once mentioned her to you ever. What date did you sleep together on? So if you if you had slept together, what date what do you think you would have slept together? Uh, first on? night. First, yep. <laughs> Tick. Tick. Um, who gets horny the most? Uh, Christopher William Glasson. <laughs> and I want to clarify it's between the two of you, I think you answered of in the world. <laughs> but it was just between the two of you, but it's the same answer. Um, what is your biggest turn on, Stu Whiffin? <laughs> I remember what I wrote in this. Might have, uh, <laughs> might have been a bit... What do you... I mean, he doesn't even have to... Rest, oh, oh, no, Don't give any clues. Sorry, Excuse sorry, me. Sorry. What's your biggest turn on, Stu? No kink shaming. This is no, a safe yeah, space. No kink shaming. It's a safe space. What, Answer what honestly. Where did you go in the most? Lemon party. <laughs> Lemon party. <laughs> Buffet food was what he went for. Fucking hell, mate. That ain't far off it. No, exactly. exactly. Not giving Come you down. it. I think I'd park up having me leg over sometimes if there was a good fucking oh, old, old school buffet. 100%, yeah. bro. 100%. I'm down for that. Out of the two of you, yeah. Yeah. who is the loudest in the bedroom? <laughs> Christopher William Glasson. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, who is the most adventure- adventurous in the bedroom? <laughs> Christopher Glasson. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Great work. One, 
I mean, there's not as many as I thought. One, two, three, four, five. I thought we'd done better than that. We're yeah, with Alex Lowe for some oh, fucking surreal yeah, reason. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. So you got six out of ten, he got five out of ten. Oh, so I thought we did better, mate. he knows you better than you I know him. I tell you what, it, that is really hard to get the naughty one. I think yeah. you still did better. Mm. Yeah, I still... In terms of category, it was mm. an easy one for me to do better on. Oh, no, 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 he did better than you. Because you're the one that had to write the answers. So you you're come, the one you that got last. five out of ten. He got six out of ten. Oh, so mine was harder. Yeah, mine was harder. <laughs> yeah. I did better. You did better. You did better. What are we moving on to next? That's a good little mystery, Mrs. Um, I took my mum to go and see Cabaret. With self-esteem and... With self-esteem uh, and Jake Shears Jake from Shears. Uh, the Scissor Sisters. And it's fucking amazing. At the Kit Kat Club, right? At the Kit Kat Club. It's one of the most astounding things I've seen. From the minute you walk in, you your entry time is like an hour before the show starts and there's performances going on, all sorts of of, of cabaret stuff. So good. Can't recommend it enough. A cr- a cr- a cr- Chris is having a giggle fit. Was so. the Kit Kat Club something you fucking joined when you stuck four <laughs> fingers in something when you was about 17? <laughs> I wanted to say I took your mum to see Sliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, neither of you are really sure why you're laughing. I have no idea why I'm laughing. Uh, that was that one where it was like there was like the saucy area of the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, was that was that Alec Baldwin and Sharon Stone? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you think about the premise of that, no, you're just perving on people like <laughs> <quite> cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first film. I love that he's lost it at the prospect of taking your mum towards sleep. It's just so abstract. Why, why? I wanted to say something provocative, but why did I go to a fucking really shit 90s? Uh, oh, was, was it good? Right, because it started with Jodie, um, not Jodie, incredible. Uh, actor, she's fucking absolutely fucking amazing. I don't know who who was in it originally, but I would say try and see it when these two are in it because both of their performances. No, but it started with Eddie Redmayne and that's it. Eddie Redmayne's re re and, doing it in in oh, New York. She just released an album with Bernard Butler as well. Ginger, stunning Lulu. One of, <laughs> oh, she's going back out on tour. Fuck's sake! Uh, no, you've had her on your podcast. Am I? Oh, oh, um, arguably the greatest fucking British actress at the moment. Like, yeah, I worked with her on Taboo, right? Jodie. Her? No, no. Who? Oh, oh what's her fucking name? Who are we talking about? Oh, she's in. <laughs> she's in. Uh, what's the film where she wants to be a, a country western singer? Yeah, I worked with her on Taboo what's and her had her on the name? podcast. Don't ask me because I've forgotten and I should know. <laughs> she's a pal. She's amazing. Yeah, she's got a new film out with Riz Ahmed and the lad from The Bear as well called Fingernails. Can't think of her name. The lad from The Bear is called Jeremy something and her name is... <laughs> Have you found it yet, Stu? Uh, uh... <laughs> I did a little fart. Wouldn't have picked up on, Mike. Uh... Would have got away with it if it you blasted kids. Bernard. Oh, I was literally... What was I watching doing last night? So, while Shoe's doing that, explain what the cabaret's about, please. Have you seen that he's got a phone cover that covers up, yeah. up the lens on his camera <laughs> so he can't take pictures? It's just amazing. It's it's obviously of That's the film cabaret. Defense, it? It's oh, it's yeah. about 
an American writer comes to Berlin and goes to the cabaret club, which okay. is all um, as you go in there, and it's based on the old cabaret clubs there. As you, when you're in the venue, you've got phones on your desk, and in the old old cabaret club, the dancers would ring any tables that they like the look of and invite okay. them to a private room or to meet after and things like that. So it's all very sexy, but the songs are amazing, and you it's treat your mum to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. But yeah, just all of it. And I just think Jake Shears blew me away. Yeah. Just, I obviously, it was in The Scissors Sisters, he's good, but just yeah. his whole performance is astounding. And self-esteem, there's a song that they do at the end, and it was just hair standing on end moment. The big, oh, wow. the big finale as such, but yeah. Oh, amazing. Really so, like, like, fucking good. Like, Why is it taking you so long to look up? Oh, man, he's just looking at pictures of Bernard You got distracted. Are you looking at other things? No, I'm looking at Bernard Butler. <laughs> Why are you looking up Bernard Butler? Because he produced her record and duetted with her on the... It was you. Jesse Buckley, for fuck's sake. Jesse Buckley, Jesus yeah, that Christ. that show launched at the Kit Kat Club with Jesse Buckley and... Was it really? I didn't know uh, that at and, all. Um, and, yeah. The guy we've just forgotten, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. And I couldn't get tickets for Love and the Money, mm. and the cheapest tickets were like 300 quid. Mm. And I desperately wanted to go, because... It was, I will say, it was more expensive than I was expecting, because yeah. it was my mum's birthday. I was like, oh, I'll get your tickets to go and see this, because she's been going to see a, f- a few shows. I've been to a, f- a few this year. I saw The Pillow Man with Lily Allen and Paul Kay, yeah. and loads of others. I saw The Effect, which is one of the... Best things I've ever seen with with Papa S.A. Adu and Taylor. I can't remember her name, but that was astounding. And I saw Vanya. Um, The effect is about it's written by Lucy Preble, who wrote on Succession and wrote I Am Susie, which series two of had Blake Harrison in. It was fantastic, really good. And it's about two people who are in a science experiment where they give you a drug or potentially give you a drug because you might be on a placebo that makes that that can fabricate love. So it's this whole thing of these two are they falling in love? Are they falling in love because they're on drugs? If when they're off the drugs are they going to remain in love? Does it matter how it happened if they find this in each other and all this? Really good. Really fucking good. Yeah, they're being observed. So the whole thing there's just like a square the, the like the stage is in the rounds. Oh, it's in the middle, and there's there's only four actors, and it's the two who are being observed and the two observers, and it just yeah, you two have got the giggles. You've gone. I love the fact you just fucking snuck in body of evidence on the choir. You before it was the uh, single uh, company sliver, wasn't it? Wise men. It was, yeah. I don't know why I'm gold is trivia. That's silver. <laughs> it sounds decent, man. It sounds decent. I'm sorry. I'm, really I fucking know, good. I also want to derail anything. If it's like. ever on again, I recommend it highly. It was on at the National. And Body it was of evidence. The other. <laughs> the other really good thing was it was the most. I'm going to be really serious and keep plugging on. It was the most. Diverse crowd I've ever seen at, at the National because the one thing that annoys me about theatre is how old and white the crowd often yeah. is. It's old Willem white Defoe people. And Madonna have got quite a young audience though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what they did with the effect is they did a lot of outreach stuff to give free tickets or discounts to uh, tickets to schools in London and get just a real mix of people in. Yeah, but um, it's cool. a good play. Yeah. <laughs> right. TV th- theme tunes. 
the death match. You've got to pick a TV theme tune each that you think that you think that you can get all the way through with getting all the lyrics correct. The lyrics. Yeah, you've got to sing a TV theme tune and see how far in you can get. There's no way. <laughs> we know how bad I am at names. You've got to have a theme tune. You got a minute to think of which theme tune you you want to get. Stu might get two words in and then stumble. You heard my post. I fucking I fucking have dumped all this information years ago out of my brain. Like it just wasn't. It just was taking up space. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, Shay, what you got? In 1969, a crack. Hang on, don't start yet. You're going to pick A team, right? Yeah. <coughs> okay. Is that allowed? It's not. Kind of, it's just got an intro, so it's a really tough one. But that does mean if Chris has got something that he can remember longer than what the intro is, because I'm going to time you both, right. then he could win. So would you like to begin then yes. while Chris is still thinking? Okay. Three, two, one. Go. In 1969. <laughs> no, you've got to do it. No, stop him. Stop him. Do it at the pace you started at. All right. Three, two, one, go. In 1969, a crack commando unit promptly escaped from a high security prison. And today, survivors, soldiers of fortune, if you have a problem and no one else can find them, maybe you can hire the A team. <laughs> you've got to be. 13 s- s- seconds, so Chris. Bad. That's pretty that's pretty straightforward. What are you going to choose? And then we will set the timer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, okay. It starts with the chorus, so I've got at least at least five <laughs> seconds there. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. They're the heroes in the half shell. And they're cool. No, he's got it wrong. And he was just under 13 seconds. So, Shit. Stu, you win. What was it then? Um... They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. No, they're no, heroes in a half shell and they're green. No, and one? they're green. When the one? evil shredder attacks, I'll go with turtles. Those party boys don't cut up no slack. Teenage Mutant Ninja. I'd, I'd go for because it annoyed me that Chris was saying he keeps singing it in the house from, from Molly and he's getting it wrong. I'd go for DuckTales. Mm. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Ducktails. There you go. All those people have been wondering when you was going to do some music. There's one word early, though. Pip says he keeps getting it wrong. Yeah. I sent him one. Voicemail. Yeah, but you got it wrong early. You got it wrong early. It wasn't one acceptable. Word wrong. One word. Yeah, but it was early, so you'd be and out. He didn't, he didn't enjoy it. Yeah. He didn't enjoy it. He went, oh, that's fun. You're winding up your girlfriend. He was like, you said a word wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't take like half hour to just really keep listening to Chris singing the Ducktales theme tune and really enjoy it. I couldn't quite enjoy it because I'm too pedantic. I didn't get the real joy out of it that I was meant to get. <laughs> Fucking didn't. Life is like a hurricane. A fresh Prince. You'd get Fresh Prince and you've never seen it, right? Yeah. Well, you've never seen it. No. And you, I'm surprised that you didn't 
there are only fools and horses. I mean, I mean, mumbling and leaning away from the microphone. <laughs> Fucking cracking. So can you do fresh um, Dum, 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 It's like he's practised already. No, I haven't. I'm just fucking good. Mm, okay. Let's see then. Go on then. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. If I'd like to take a minute, and, sorry, 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 if you'd like, you'd like to take to... a minute and sit if, right there. And if I'd like to. No, if you'd like to take a minute. No, it's not that either. Oh, what is it? I'd like to take a minute. Oh. End of. <laughs> he was the worst. He was the worst. <laughs> Just sit right there. Oh, we've all heard this story. Yeah. Andrew, I mean, I did do ducktails and turtles already, so mm, I still yes. win. Listeners, you decide <laughs> how much you care <laughs> <laughs> about that. Right, okay. Guys, yeah. do either of you ever leave bad reviews? Sometimes. No. Like what kind of cunt leaves bad reviews? It turns out it's, it's Chris. Sometimes. Can't get my head around it. Why? What, what have you left bad reviews for? Talk to me. Um, I plan to leave a bad re- re- review about the uh, surveyors who have uh, not picked up dry rot and cost me about ten to fifteen thousand pound in my house, which would okay. cost other people that. So, yeah, that that, that, yeah. that feels acceptable. Uh, where else have I left a bad review? I think I've left one before. I planned to, but then I never did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, again, like restaurants, I don't think I'd ever leave one. So like if I don't enjoy it, I don't enjoy it. Like it's fine. Mm. Not, like, so this came to mind because of listening to, to Chatterbix and they were reading a few of their bad reviews that they've got on on, on on Apple or whatever. And it's like, particularly with a podcast, it blows my mind that you take the time to tell someone you think that like it's easy to like just stop listening if you're not into it. But to the pettiness to take the time to go, I don't like that they keep interrupting each other and they never finish a story and so on and so forth. It's like off. I never Come. ever read reviews of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was on Apple Podcasts the other day and I thought, oh, I'll go and see our reviews. Our reviews are still great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I then looked at the Acceptable in the 80s ones and they were all very positive and all very sweet. But then there was one mm. and it went, I've had enough of this shit. Uh, it's just Roy laughing very hardly whilst cunt uh, describes people's cocks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, I left that five stars. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But I just thought, and I, was, and I was a little bit offended by it. I was like, what was you expecting? Well, maybe, like, look, I think we're all being, I think the the, the, the world that we live in is that, well, I've just fallen down. I think review, I read a lot of reviews for, like, uh, Amazon purchases. I'm really sorry. Amazon purchases and films. I don't like to... Always per se, uh, what read the paid uh, paid things, even on things like Rotten Tomatoes for movie reviews. I want to see what the average Joe says, and I think people actually, you know, if they're taking their time to leave leave a review, I think you know, yeah. I mean, like psychologically, when you call this out and say, like, you know, who's doing that? I mean, like they say that the psychology is is something like, you know, if you have a positive experience, you tell. You'll tell three people if you have a negative one. You'll you'll tell a lot more than that. And I guess it's an opportunity for people to leave it. Now, when you read some reviews, sometimes when I'm on Screwfix and they give it five stars and they're like, haven't they're literally like five stars? <laughs> haven't used the paint yet, but arrived on time. 
And I think now that's a kind of review. I just think I'm not sure what's the benefit. going on there. Like, and then sometimes one star painted my dog with this washed off five days later. It's like that's also not useful because you're not don't know what to do. Sometimes I've had conversations with Pip about what does Chris do of a day. <laughs> Turns out he's reading reviews on Screwfix. Right, there is a part of my part of my day that's uh, spent to that. So yeah. are we, we going to wrap this? There's some really sad cunts on here. <laughs> For the last three hours, Molly, I've been looking at these tragic pricks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you can't. Wait, are you hurt? Have you had a bad review then? Pete? No, I've not had any. I just again, again, it was hearing this on Chatterbix of them going yeah. over reviews, and it's like, what kind of sad cunt does that? And I get it. Again, I I, I get it if it's a functional thing for a product I guess slightly different I, I get that. I, it's when it's for any humans really if it's yeah. a product mm-hmm. or or something as said if someone's genuinely like ripped you off or things like that I understand that a warning mm-hmm. but when it's purely a taste thing mm-hmm. it's like you the, 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 the point of right haven't paid for yeah I think if no, podcasts I dis- are free I disagree with all that completely it always says you start writing caveats like that. There's no game. But, no, but what's so the? It's like when you say, "Don't judge me," but it's like we're all judging each other 100 percent of the time. But what's the point that. in writing a negative review of a podcast? What's the actual point? It depends if it's constructive for the person who's creating the podcast. There or what's, or, or what's the point in 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 that one that it's just it's cunt making jokes about dicks and Roy laughing? Like what's the positive you know, help there? I would say, but let's not straw man this by by going. What's the point of a, a you know we pick one and it's a really. Bad oh no, that's what I'm saying. I said if it's if like this, it's what I was saying on on, on products or whatever. If it's something that's a constructive help we've, thing, we've but had, when it comes down to taste, right, we've had feedback on ours where uh, we, our um, our volumes not correct mm. without getting that, and maybe yeah. they weren't. Comfortable leaving anywhere else, or just convenient. They weren't horrible. That was like it's not horrible. That's it. I agree. That's that's what I'm saying. I think you're right there. If it's constructive feedback on on technical things or things like that, but when it's just taste, yeah, I don't get it. If every single one of our reviews said uh, this is poorly researched and um, you know maybe our maybe our um, podcast manner was bad, like because then I understand that they've listened. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have certain behaviours on a podcast, and like you know, you have radio man, and there's a reason why there's radio man. You shouldn't have overly long silences. You shouldn't have so many. You shouldn't have too many filler words where it irritates people. And I think that's something to to sort of like be conscientious of. I'm not defensive of those things. If they say, uh, you know, if they've gone out of their way to say Chris's the pitch of Chris's voice is fucking unbearable, I'd go. Sorry about that. I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd at that point say there's not really a lot can be done about that and that's your personal opinion. It's like that's excessively vexatious mm. as a as a point as a point on a on a on a feedback. What's that mean? Vexa- like you're just doing it because you just want to upset the person. Oh yeah. And that's what I feel yeah. generally I said, I completely agree. I, th- I think you're right in the the the, the specificity of if it's something constructive or something actionable, I guess. But when it's just taste, I don't think there's anything constructive or actionable or a a lot of the times. It's just, you don't have to listen. Yeah. Like, particularly with podcasts, it's it's free and you don't have to listen. And it's like, it's... It's such a weird thing to go out of your way to say, here's what I don't like about these two people. Yeah, I said, yeah, I was yeah. using, is 
Chatterbix is the example because they have loads of people going, yeah. I don't like it that they just talk nonsense or, or this or that. It's like, that's f- absolutely a fine opinion, yeah. but no one else needs to hear it. Yeah. Just stop listening. Mm. Like, it's fine to stop listening. It's not important that you that they or others hear what you don't like about it is yeah. the thing that gets me. It's that. It's when it's just a purely a, a taste thing. It's like, it just feels, it feels either nasty or overly self-important. That it's like, it's really important that people know my opinion on this or my taste on this. And it's like, well, that's not important. I mean, to an extent. I mean, like some of my... But I think you're right. I, again, I think if it's constructive, if it's, yeah. I don't like... My favorite, but again, it's a grey line then, isn't it, really, I guess? YouTube is, I almost enjoy the comments as much as I do the content yeah, these yeah, days. Yeah. And, and also, there's a risk of that because it is open, excuse me, unless they close it. And sometimes the best the commentary and the funniest wit is hearing some person off the internet saying something and he's like, that's the most funny, insightful perspective on what I just digested. M- and I love it. Unfortunately, it does wider. Sometimes I love it because it's a bit cutting, and other times I like it because it's very positive. But unfortunately, in the world of free speech, and we're in this this domain now, social media, where everyone, you know, you know, engagement, 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 and engagement is going to cause people to think that their voice is is worth hearing, like Twitter, right? I think Eva Rose's voice is is worth listening to. She's um one of the first people to comment on body of evidence. She left a review saying, <laughs> this movie is simply art. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm planning on it. And if William Defoe's delicious arse is in it, then there is no doubt about it. Is that genuinely a comment? Upper co- uh, and then no all uppercase, this is art. That is insane. <laughs> That's a comment. This is art. Can you look up uh, a sliver, please? Cool. Just a quick comment on sliver. Are we up for doing one more episode? Just yeah, quickly. Bang one out. How are you feeling, Shane? Uh, I mean, it's 10 o'clock, though. Yeah. Okay. Sure? We'll be done by 11. We'll I'm do a short one. I'm right. sober, so I want to continue these reviews. I want to do t- t- 20 questions, and I've got a couple more listener questions. And maybe we talk a little bit about the Tories. Okay. All right, let's stop. I'm going to go for a wee. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was part four. Did you hear the reluctance in Stu's voice to do a part five? If I haven't already posted a picture that illustrates his reluctance, I'll post a picture in my Instagram story, maybe, or on Patreon. Someone give me a nudge somewhere. (laughs) And I'll post a picture that shows Stu's true reluctance. All right. Uh, Good luck if you're going in for episode five, is all I'll say. So I'll see you then. Ta-ta.